Welcome to Sensibly Cynical. My name is Sean, and today I am going to talk about one of my favorite sports, basketball. So, you know, I've watched basketball since I was a little kid. You know, I went to Magic Games, and um, I actually saw Larry Bird and Shaquille O'Neal play. I think it was Larry's last season in the league, and Shaq was a rookie. So he was looking to make an impact out of LSU and um, Larry Legend was still making it rain late in his career. I mean, and Shaq was breaking backboards. I mean, I don't know if he did that in that game, but he was a player that transformed the league. I mean, Shaq was one of the first original sinners that could do it all. He could block shots. He could rebound. He can do whatever he wanted. He could do whatever he wanted in the low post. And he was and is considered one of the greatest magic players in franchise history. So in this episode, I will talk everything basketball from college to the NBA to overseas, um, you know, how the game has changed, etc. Okay. First, I want to talk about the evolution of high school basketball, you know, from back in the day when you could go pro out of high school. You didn't have to go, you know, to college and this bullshit one and done rule. That wasn't around. I mean, LeBron James was one of the last people to go to the NBA out of high school. You know, in 2006... Everyone knows his story. Akron, Ohio, um, he didn't have that much growing up. I mean, he self-admittedly said that he was financially stricken. His mom raised him, and so he's actually an awesome success story. Um, And, you know, basketball is all about AAU nowadays. Money transfers and guys getting paid earlier some circumvent the system and go overseas. So they technically come out of high school, but not really because they're in, you know, China or um, countries like that, Serbia, Croatia, and drop, I don't know, 20 points per game because they get in a lower level league over there. And then they go to the NBA and are a lottery pick. I mean, there's guys like that. Terrence Mitchell comes to mind. And speaking of overseas and young basketball players, Luka Doncic. I think I heard something about he turned pro at like 13, 14, something like that. I don't know um, exactly. I mean, I'm doing this off the cuff. I know basketball so much that I'm literally doing this without notes. I'm just spewing facts without even any preparation. So I got my... um, Cranberry juice here, and um, basketball is in a world of hurt, I think, right now. Referees are as bad as ever, and even at the high school level, the NBA game has trickled down to there even more. Guys are bigger and stronger than ever before um, at a younger age. So now to transfer to when these guys go to college, like I previously stated, the one and done rule. I heard rumblings that 
Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, wants to bring it down to 18 because it is hurting basketball in general. The colleges don't like it because they have to rotate every year. It's like an Olympic team every year. They have new players, especially when Kentucky was up there with Calipari every year. Their whole roster got overturned. Um, even when he was at Memphis, overturned. Um, Roy Williams, both at Kansas and North Carolina. You True, Kansas, I think he was at Kansas when you could jump from high school to college. But guys would leave early. Even when they got to college, guys would leave early. So they need to go back to 18 because it's just going to get worse. And worse, the league's going to deteriorate when it comes to talent. Although stats are higher than ever in the NBA because the league is, you know, less. Um, I guess what I want to say is the league is softer than ever. You can basically go to the, you know, go to the hoop on a drive. And you'll get fouled 75% of the time, even though the guy barely touches you. Or like I said earlier in earlier episodes, similar to football, it may look bad, but they'll, they'll, uh, they'll call a foul. You know, Harden and guys like that, all they got to do is drive. And then they do this bullshit like continuation or the Euro step, which Ginobili over there in Argentina perfected. All they got to do is some move like that where they, you know, and sometimes they'll take three steps and travel, like I said earlier. So um, the league's just getting softer and softer. You can't play really defense unless you get like a clean block and jump like two feet in the air and block a shot. But you can't really touch the guy. I mean, you have to do perfect blocks every time. Um, Or you got to get weak side help and, you know, on a drive. Or coming from behind the guy on a drive and, you know, swipe it from, you know, um, from behind. So um, I think that's a problem. And the fact that people um, in the league are all like Shaq now. Shaq was before his time. Not everyone has, you know, seven foot plus, 300 pounds. But what I'm saying is people are stronger and faster than before, similar to the Shaq was in his day. They're not as big as Shaq was, but they are just as lethal when it comes to low post play because of the fouls being called without any real contact. So that's what's wrong with the league right now. Um, College basketball is interesting. I mean, You have schools like Wichita State that's always around, Butler, um, schools like that that are always going to be around because guys don't leave early. They just don't. If they leave early, they'll go undrafted or in the second round. And so they stay. And then schools that have people stay, you know, until their junior or senior year beat these you know, Power Five, I guess. I don't know if it's Power Five in basketball, but one of the bigger conferences because experience matters in college basketball. What to do with the ball, when to, when to pass, when to back it out, when to do this, when to do that. Can run the plays 
from the coach without any help, you know, make smart decisions. The younger players may be more talented, but when it comes to basketball IQ, they're nowhere close to um, a senior who's played four years in the NCAA tournament. Although it may be a lower seed, they still have experience that, you know, can't be, you know, replaced. You know, that's the one thing that you can't put on, you know, someone's um, history. It doesn't say like on historical stats, oh, he was like a 10 in IQ. No, it says like eight points, four rebounds, and like four assists, you know, or some shit like that. So that's the state of the college game right now. It severely needs high school kids to to jump early um, because although they may still do the one um, when they even go, some will go to the college anyway and do the one and done. It just won't be as much and it won't do a trickle effect when it comes to um, talent in the NBA deteriorating because guys are going to circumvent the college system. And the ones that do go to college are going to stay longer. So that's the point. If you let them go to the NBA out of high school, um, college rosters get better because there's more experience. The guys that go to college aren't good enough to be in the first round out of high school. So they're going to, so conveniently or um, obviously, they're going to stay three years, four years, maybe two on some um, cases. Um, like if a guy gets under-recruited or whatever, um, he will likely, um, you know, shine because he has a chip on his shoulder or she has a chip on his shoulder. Let's talk about, let's talk about women, um, the WNBA too. Let's get to that. The WNBA is expanding its... Um, schedule and contracts, or I guess increasing its contracts for the players. I guess each player now, there was a collective bargain agreement, and I think all the players are getting 500K at least, and there's leave, family leave, and everything. And people are getting um, compensated better when it comes to benefits but here's the tricky part. How long will that last? Will that kill the league? Because it's all about money. They're still not making, you know, nearly as much money as the NBA. Without the NBA, the WNBA may be extinct. So will that extra money now going to the players, will that hinder the WNBA to the point where it will, you know, hurt the league altogether because there's more money um, being true. There's more money to the people that put their heart and soul into it, but there's less money when it comes to logistics, building new stadiums. If there is, I mean, arenas, if you know, for um, upgrades, there's just it takes away money from the uh, league to improve itself, to run the business. Um, to pay um, league staff. Um, and uh, it should be interesting to see. I'm happy that um, players in the WNBA are getting paid more. It's about time. But I'm just nervous that it may hinder the WNBA as a business in the long run. 
So let's finally get to the NBA. I know I previously stated um, in this podcast about the NBA being soft. Let's talk about the positives of the NBA. Sensibly cynical. So I'm going to stress on the sensible part here. I know I, I do enough cynicism, you know. Um, so let's get to some positive um, attributes to the NBA right now. Contracts. As far as um, contracts go, people are getting paid more. Like the WNBA. WNBA is falling suit. But the NBA has been increasing its player revenue for years now. Um, you can get, you know, eight points, six rebounds a game and get like 30 million a year or some shit, you know? And if you're a superstar like LeBron, he got like what? Supermax? I don't know what the Supermax is, but they have made a new thing called Supermax where if you're a big time superstar, you can get more than just the max. You can get, you know, an extra, I don't know, 50 million, whatever the deal is, an extra year maybe on the contract. Um, so, and there's more stars now. That's the thing about these rules. That's why they did it to make, that's why they made the league more weak as far as, as far as, um, quality of officiating and the quality of the game of basketball comparatively to when Michael Jordan played. It's easier to get 20 points than it used to be. Guys basically hacked each other and the call was maybe 50% of the time. Like I stated earlier, you can barely touch somebody now. Um, so people are scoring more because they're getting to the free throw line more, which means they're getting more money when their um, contract runs out. It's just a trickle down effect. And it's, I'm happy for people. Get their lead, get their money when you can. You know, these easy rules are extending players' careers. That's another thing that people don't, I guess, um, don't understand or think about right now is all these rules or non-existent rules compared to back in the day, hate to sound like an old man, but back in the day, there wasn't nearly as much money. Um, David Stern, God rest his soul, I wanna extend my condolences to the Stern family, but he made it global. He's the reason why there's Doncic, Porzingis, guys like that, even being in the NBA. So it's just crazy how much the NBA has evolved and, you know, for the better in some aspects, but for the worse in other aspects when it comes to the quality of the game, when it comes to the deterioration of younger players. The NBA has, I guess it wasn't on purpose, but they've um, deteriorated the college basketball landscape. They've deteriorated high school basketball just by doing the one and done rule. It's affected high school. Everyone says, oh, the one and done rule, like I said, has affected college basketball. It's affected the high school ranks too because guys know they have to go to college for one year so that it changes recruiting. They have to, they have to talk to um, coaches at like 14, 15 now. They still get, they still commit at a younger age and everything, but they have to go now for one year. Um, so NBA has single-handedly affected the basketball world. Obviously, everyone, you're probably like, well, obviously they're the NBA. It's the, you know, cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. So of course it's going to, you know, because they're the conglomerate. They're the monopoly of the game. Um, 
So, of course, they're going to be the top dog. But then you got leagues like the Big Three, which lowered their age limit to 22 or the minimum age of 22. You know, Ice Cube and he started the Big Three because people were retiring early and he wanted to make a league where they could still make money or still have an outlet for passion for the game. Who want to make more money? True, I think their contracts are probably equal to the WNBA or probably less, but it gives them an outlet. Now they're talent hungry. They want to expand their roster. So they're saying, hey, listen, if you're not good enough to be on an NBA roster right now, hey, come to the big three. So, you know, come to us. We'll provide you a team that gives you benefits. We have different rules. Um, so I think it's good, but it, it's a total change. Like it just, they just happened this week and Ice Cube's totally changed his philosophy when it comes to the league. So that should be interesting. Of course, you have the G League too, which is the minor, you know, the minor leagues essentially of basketball. That's always going to be there. Um, you know, it's the G League because Gatorade basically monopolized the league. It used to be, um, you know, the D League or the MBDL or whatever you want to call it. It's just that talent pool is getting better too. Um, you know, Jimmer Fredette was a star one time at BYU, and I thought he was NBA ready, but he flamed out. He went to the D League, he went to China, and um, it provided a springboard for him to make more money, although he wasn't deemed, you know, NBA, um, an NBA talent, which I think is bullshit. I think he's good enough. He could hit that three like JJ Reddick, but it gave him an outlet. So, so yeah, I think it's good that there's other outlets for players that aren't, you know, superstars. Not everyone's going to drop 30 a game, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Like, you know, I don't know who's doing that. DeRozan, you know, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, you got stars like that. Um, you know, LeBron seems like an ageless wonder. You know, was it year 17? I guess he's waiting for his son, Bronny James. Um, so maybe that'll be, maybe that'll happen. Um, father, son. I think that's what LeBron's waiting for. I mean, I know what's happened in baseball. King Griffey, King Griffey Jr. Um, played it with Seattle. And I don't know if it's happened in the NBA, but it'd be really cool if the King LeBron James played with his son, Bronny, even for a year. It'd probably be his last year. He'd want to go out on top with his son and probably manipulate, you know, the league and getting him there. I don't know what kind, he'd probably take not as, not as much money just to play with the son. He, he'll say, hey, listen, Lakers trade me there or whatever. He'll manipulate the system, have the Lakers draft him, whatever. So um, that should be interesting um, later on down the line what happens. But um, maybe the one and done rule will be gone when Bronny gets to be a senior in high school. But I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be happening that quick. But if it does, Bronny's going to go to the league, um, obviously. So yeah, that's my thoughts on basketball currently. Without guys like, you know, Magic, um, Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, you know, guys like that who paved the way for these stars today, Oscar Robertson, and you could even go, obviously, to the 90s that kept it going, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. Without... Generations like that, these guys aren't making millions of millions of dollars. They're just not. They've paved the way. So I think it's cool 
that the league is providing bigger contracts because they deserve it. These guys play so many games, 82, and, you know, I know that the NBA is contemplating new rules, taking it down to 78 games, a play-in tournament for the final um, seeds, um, um, a, turn- a, mid-tur- a mid-season tournament or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I think it's bullshit. I hope they don't do those new rules. Um, everyone wants to change everything. It's crazy. People can't leave things alone. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, my sensible thought is that if you don't watch the NBA or if you don't watch basketball, you should. Give it a try. Um, the game is at a much faster pace than it used to be. Um, there's a lot more, you know, obviously scoring. The crowds are enjoying the game more, although they they have to see, like, people go to the free throw line every other play. But people like the big three. People like a dunk. People like all that, you know, flashy stuff. And that's more than ever, too, um, you know. So give it a shot. I just have a passion for basketball since I was a little kid. And it's uh, it's a great game to play, you know, pick up. You can do five on five, three on three, whatever. I have a decent three point shot, but, you know, I'm so um, so skinny and whatever and short. Let's be honest, I'm short. So I had no chance in the league, but I mean, I could hit a three, you know, whatever. But um, but uh, give it a shot. OK, this has been another episode of Sensibly Cynical. If you could please subscribe rate and review us on iTunes. Be highly appreciated. Also, check us out on Twitter, Cynical Sensibly, Instagram, Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Once again, thank you for listening to Sensibly Cynical. Take care.